So for some reason, this app, it keeps fucking up on me today. I lost about three minutes worth of stuff, and a lot of it was nonsense anyways, so let me repeat myself. Today's episode number two, I'm going to be talking more hitting specific today for baseball. Um, Especially I want to try to address the differences between really low-level BS coaching and the more high-level coaches that are out there and the ones that are really doing a good job with hitters. And one thing I want to get across is I don't really care so much about the level that you play at, but more the level of understanding that you have. If I was a math teacher, well, I would be a shit math teacher because I couldn't figure out pre-calculus. But my point is, you need to understand math at a level that is much higher than what you are teaching. With baseball coaches, so many times, and I'm not talking about the level they played at, but they have a level of understanding that is equal to that of a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old because they never took the time to learn the game. And, and you look around, you see these bullshit coaches who just... It's criminal. They charge like 30, 40 bucks or more for a lesson. And all they do is gimmicky bullshit tee drills and front toss drills. And then the kid may or may not get any better out of that lesson. Probably won't. And uh, the, the parent is just being bled dry of money. It's criminal. Um, whereas you look at more high-level coaching... Um, there are some some pretty nice things that I've learned over the past year that have really helped the hitters I work with. Um, so I'll dive into some of those things now. The, the number one biggest difference that I'll see between the the better coaches and the dog shit coaches is external cues and using them properly. So you'll see. I saw this. I literally saw this not even three weeks ago. I saw a coach who set up a target at the second baseman and told his hitters in front toss or whatever, BP, to hit a ground ball through the tire. Fucking absolute horseshit. Whereas a high-level coach could take an external cue like pick out a spot on the net and say, all right, I want you to hit this ball at this part of the net here, which is somewhere usually around a 25 to 35 degree launch, somewhere in that nice meaty range and and try and repeat that swing over and over and over again. And a lot of times that external cue will uh, fix a lot of mechanical problems that a hitter might be running into. It's really hard to have a chop-down swing, a really crappy swing, and hit a ball with good launch, whereas it's really easy to have a crap chop swing and hit a hit a bullshit ground ball at the second baseman. So that that's one area that higher-level coaches use to their advantage, and I do think that it makes hitting a bit more fun. It makes things a little bit more athletic. 
rather than telling the athlete how to think and telling the athlete how to swing, you're giving them the freedom to figure it out on their own. And if you're going to notice, a common theme with me in these podcasts is I like to have a more hands-off approach with baseball players in that I want them to be athletic and I want them to figure out how to be successful on the field themselves. If they can do that, they might have a shot at having a successful career. If they rely on me for every mechanical adjustment that they have to make, they're not going to have shit for a career. They're going to be soft and they're going to get eaten alive by any great competition that they have to play against. Remember, baseball is a really hard game. It sucks. You're going to fail. That's the biggest part of the game is failure as a hitter. So you might as well coach up athletes to be mentally tough and to make those adjustments as quickly as possible on their own as opposed to, hey coach, I haven't hit a ball well in two weeks. Can you tell me where to put my hands? Can you tell me when to put my foot down? No, that's all bullshit. Um, and, and that leads to my next point of one thing a lot of bullshit shit coaches will do is tell a kids how to load and tell a kids when to get their foot down. It's all nonsense in my opinion. That's got to come from the kid. Now, what I'll do a lot of times in my hitting sessions that I know a lot, not a lot of coaches can do is I can get up on the mound and throw live to kids. And I also have access to a lot of uh, pitchers that I'll train who are definitely down to go live against hitters as well. So seeing live pitching on a consistent basis helps hitters who are trying to experiment with loading before the pitch and getting the foot down or whatever concept that they're thinking about that they feel needs to get them in a good game-ready position to swing the bat. Um, We can train that on a consistent basis without fearing failure um, because of how often I can get up on the mound and, and they can see live pitching. I understand that not every coach can do that, but I think that you have to figure out a way for, for players to see some sort of velocity, whether it's from a machine or, or something, and they need to figure out how to load and time up a pitcher on their own. It's got to come from them. It's their brain. It's their baseball career. Let them figure it out. Another thing that blows my mind that not a lot of coaches tap into at all is the idea of exit velocity. Exit velocity, launch angle, and low K rate are the three biggest proponents of being a great hitter. If you make more consistent contact, that's a good thing. If you can hit the ball more consistently in the air, that's a good thing. But the most... (coughs) Sorry, I have a cold. Sorry. The most important factor to being a successful hitter is how hard you hit the baseball. Exit velocity is king. That doesn't mean that the other two areas I talked about mean nothing. That's not the case. They're important. But the common denominator of all great hitters is that they hit the shit out of the ball. They hit it with authority. They hit it hard. Now, an argument that I got into the other day is that you can have a low launch angle, or sorry, sorry, 
a low exit velocity and still hit the ball out of the park? Not really. And, and, and their argument was, well, the pitcher sol- supplies a lot of the power. I think that's such, that, that's the biggest bullshit argument. I mean, you look, the, the numbers don't lie. Giancarlo Stanton hits a ball out of the park at the same exit velocity, the same speed, whether it's a 50-mile-per-hour BP pitch or a 99-mile-per-hour fastball or a 75-mile-per-hour breaking ball. The pitcher does not supply the power. You should be able to hit a ball out of the park because you swing the bat fast, not because the pitcher is going to supply power. That's big, big bullshit uh, theory that a lot of people believe. So how do you go about training exit velocity? Well, obviously you have to get stronger. That's the most important factor to everything um, when training for bat speed. Get stronger than you are now and you will likely swing the bat faster than you can now. However, it's not always the... the or let me put it like this. It's not the only thing that you should be doing to, to try and generate more power as a hitter. Obviously, you need to address things like hand strength, rotational power, and a bit of swing mechanics. Mechanically, I, the only thing that I'll really cue is keep the head back. A lot of times if a hitter drifts forward with his head, he's going to lack the ability to create separation, make consistent contact, um, and, and just in general, it's going to be really hard to launch if your head is drifting forward versus keeping the head as far back as you can um, and when the swing is happening. I know that Bryce Harper lets his head drift forward a little bit when he strides, but once he starts his swing, everything is really sound mechanically versus letting that head poke out over the front side like a golf swing. Um, so th- that's really it. And, and then, of course, letting athletes be relaxed and more whip-like. Very important concept. But nothing really mechanically needs to change. The body itself needs to change. You need to make the body move faster in order to have a higher exit velocity. Um, and as far as specifically training exit velocity, bust out the radar gun once a week instead of just saying, oh yeah, that ball was hit hard with no data to back it up. Bust out the radar gun if you don't have access to something like a Rapsodo or Hit Tracks. And and the, the radar gun won't lie, um, just as Hit Tracks and Rapsodo won't lie. And they'll tell you if your exit velocity is higher this month than last month. And if it's not higher this month than last month, are you going to be a high enough level hitter? Do you have a a 90 plus exit velo as a high school guy or a 95 plus exit velo as a college guy or a 100 plus exit velo as a pro guy. Do you have those characteristics in your swing? And if you don't, you're probably not going to be um, a really high level success in terms of hitting, especially hitting for power. Uh, One more way that I like to train exit velocity is through, uh, I call them velo duels. It's really, all you do is you take a swing off of the tee or whatever, 
hit it as hard as you can. And if you miss hit it or whatever, it counts. And then the next guy goes, and if he hits a higher exit below than you, he wins the round. And we'll go rounds of three, rounds of five, rounds of ten. Whoever wins gets a prize. It's usually some bullshit like a sticker or some 25 cent uh, thing I got from a like a Chinese buffet or some nonsense like that. But yeah, uh, the point of this podcast is just to talk about bullshit coaching versus higher level coaching. I hate bullshit coaching. I see it on a daily basis at the facility I work at. Someday, hopefully, that facility doesn't suck so much. Um, I hope to someday run a really great uh, strength and conditioning facility. And if baseball is a part of that, I hope that baseball is going to be really, really great as well. I don't want to be around bullshit. I want to be around excellence. Um, but for right now, it's these are just things that really irk me and annoy me how coaches can charge a lot for shit that they know nothing about. I would never go around charging people for a math lesson. I would never go around charging people for a soccer lesson. These are things that I understand at a very low level. I don't think you should get paid for something that you understand at a low level. So that's it. Um, um, If you don't like my podcast, uh, you can fuck off. Thanks.